have to do a, a clap. No, just oh, oh. <laughs> I spike the audio. Oh, oops. So I can line it up. I thought this was like a. I'm getting ready to do something. So you know how they the do that clap up. thing. Oh, I okay. that's my improv. Okay. I improvise. Okay. Do you want to do it again? No. Okay. I just need to do it once, and, and all the audio should have caught it. Okay. okay. Hi guys, thanks for joining me today. I'm here today with Brittany James. Hi. We're here all to talk about how she is discovering her own longevity. So Brittany, thanks for coming in today. Thank you for having me. So I really, usually I like to start off with uh, sort of just getting a little background, you know, introducing yourself. I know you, but some of the people listening may not. And so just sort of tell us a little bit about yourself and then sort of your journey. Okay. Of what led you here today. So yeah, my name is Brittany James. I uh, just turned 30 and my life has been um, interesting. It's been a ride. Um, I'll, I'll kind of take it back to when I was younger, um, just so you can get a good scope of what I am, who I'm about, and what I'm doing. Um, so when I was younger, I was diagnosed with a, um, a learning disability. ADD and ADHD and so I always had this thought process that I needed I needed medications to be smart and to do the things that I was supposed to be doing and um, that carried out throughout my jobs throughout how I showed up and <clears throat> when I turned 18 I had a really hard point in my life and I had told myself this story for a long time of you know you're not smart enough you're not good enough you um you know i never thought that i could be anything really big i just again like i just told myself this story um until i hit rock bottom um and it was it, i hit a turning point where i knew that i needed to take a look at myself and i needed to fix some things and I did a lot of self-reflection and slowly my confidence started to build. And I, um, I now work for a corporate company, which I never thought would have ever been um, an option for me. I always thought I would just go from job to job. Now I'm very grateful I have an awesome career. Um, I do events for a living. And when I first got my job, you know, I, I thought of it as a job. I didn't think of it as something I'm going to do for the rest of my life, something that I, I love with all my heart. And um, it was a year ago, I did a grand opening for one of our stores, and it was a Christmas event. And we were going to have Santa. And Santa needs a super cool chair. And I was not gonna have him have like no plastic chair. So I do a lot of DIY. I love crafting. I love creating things that I wish existed. So I could not find a chair anywhere. So I said, screw it, I'll just make one. And through that process, I loved so much the creative process and really making something mine. And I found myself in that and really fell in love with events, fell in love with transforming 
um, a space. And then through that process too, I really started to figure out who I am. What are my big goals? What are my big dreams? And um, this last year, I did so many things that scared the heck out of me. Um, things that you would only dream of. Um, I got to go to New York Fashion Week this year and not only do that, but I got to work side by side with the CEO of Style Fashion Week and their team. Um, then they offered me a job the last day that I was there, which was even more mind blowing to me. Wow. Um, and so that took me then to do a Kevin Lee wedding. And I just realized that life is so much more than what I had told myself growing up. And so now I'm in this space where I'm like, if you can dream it, it's real. And now I'm in this process of let me see how far I, I can take it and um, let me empower others while I do it. You know, you're absolutely right. It's um, it's really thinking about how far can you go, mm. and not only not only denying yourself, saying, "Oh, that's not going to happen for me." Not only does that hold you back, but when you do get to that point where you realize things can happen for me if you take action, mm -hmm. then you sort of get to a level where it's like, "Okay, well, I really need to think about what is the next level and how do I take myself even further." Mm -hmm. and and it sounds like you're sort of on that journey as well. So yeah. and it's interesting that you say that because, you know, when I really started looking at what do I want to do, I started looking at people who have already done it. Um, you know, who are the successful women? But that's what we're supposed to do, right? Well, right. Look at the leaders. 100%. How did they get there? And then yeah. study them. And right. so that's kind of what I've done. And so I've found that through that journey, I've adopted the same mindset. Um, and so it's been, it, I had an aha moment, and I'll share this with you real quick. I had a leader of mine and he asked me one day, who told you you weren't good enough? And I'm a big, big, big fan of Tony Robbins. And Tony Robbins says that in 10 years span, you can do, you can have like a, a major life change. It's not the 10 years. It's one moment that changes it for you. And that was the moment for me when he asked me, who told you you weren't good enough? I realized that I had been living in that story. And from that day forward, it's been, don't even get in my way. Here I come. Like, let me see how far I can push my life. And um, again, empower people along the way. That's fantastic. You know, I've been listening to a lot of the broadcasts that you've been doing to empower others. and. You're very passionate. You, you know, I just sometimes watch it, and I'm not only inspired by what you say, I'm also in awe of you and mm -hmm. how it just comes out of you so naturally. Can you talk about that a little bit? Um, Where does that come from? Honestly, oh, that's a good question. No one's ever asked me that before. <laughs> um, I think it's just mad passion um, because I know what it feels like to not feel like I I can do something, right? Or tell myself that maybe I'm not smart enough, maybe I'm not good enough. And I think the reason why I'm so passionate about it is because I'm living it now. I'm living in the story of I can do it. Um, watch me do it. And if I don't know how to do it, I'm going to figure it out and then I'm going to manifest it and make it happen. And so I think that a lot of what you get from this, from, from the passion, is just pure I want everybody who is living and breathing to feel the way that I feel and to believe in themselves the way that I have taught myself to believe in myself. And um, I feel passionate because 
I, I'm, I'm living proof of it. So, you know, you mentioned something manifest, mm. you know, and a lot of people, a lot of people believe in manifesting and, and uh, really sort of envisioning what they want their future to be like and, and the power of, a, you know, the mm -hmm. attraction and all those things. But there's a lot of people that don't. Right. So walk through that process for yourself and yeah. how you manifest sort of the future that you want to step into. So I love that you said that not everybody, you, some people don't believe it and that's okay. And I'm going to raise my hand and say, uh, that was me. That was totally me. Um, and for me, you know, a lot of my research with those who I aspire to be like, I started to realize that all of them used the word manifest. They used the word law of attraction. And then that made me dig a little bit deeper and learn, okay, what is this? How does this work? And let me try it out. And so that's exactly what I did. And I started on some small things, you know, at work, little things, and those things started to happen. So I'm like, let me try this on something big. And so New York Fashion Week, I live in California, never been in New York before, and never, I mean, I do big events for the company I work for now, but nothing on that sort of a scale. And so I was like, I'm gonna manifest that. I'm gonna make this happen. And so every single night, I, I, I'm a big believer in visualization too. This is like a, a key, key piece to this. And um, every night I stuck my headphones in, I put in like a high vibe playlist, I closed my eyes and I envisioned myself there. What am I wearing? Who am I talking to? What does my hair look like? How do I smell? All these things. And within three months, I... I got a call from Cho and she was like, we want you to be there. This is what I want you to do. And at that moment, I realized, what if this wasn't a coincidence? What if this was real? What, what, what if, I wonder what else I could do. And so I think from that moment on, and it's funny because I walked into my boss's office and I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find a way to, to play a part in New York Fashion Week. And he was like, okay, Brittany, sure. And then I walked in his office and said, I'm going. And he was like, what? <laughs> so um, for me, a lot of it is the visualization and feeling it and really putting myself there and knowing that I have to think the good thoughts about it because the more I put out, I wrote it down. I visualized it. I did all the work. And so... Do you have a mood board? Did you put it oh, up on yeah. a mood board? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm a yeah. big believer in mood boards. I actually just did one for this year. So, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Will you share what's on, your, what's on your vision board for the future? Ooh. So, what's interesting is um, I've had this vision to have my own podcast. Um, I love empowering people. I feel like that is my gift. Um, I feel like that's, that's what I'm supposed to be doing and, um, and connecting with people and empowering other people as others have done for me. So I had this big dream of having my own podcast. And now I'm in January. <laughs> I'm recording my first podcast. So it's crazy because you didn't even know that that's what I was manifesting mm -hmm. and that's something that's on my board. And so... You know, even having my own wedding venue. Um, I have a couple that I'm trying to manifest now, and I have big dreams of what's coming in the future. So now I've 
if you can believe it, it's real. Like you can you can bring it into your life and, and make it real. One hundred percent. But you have to follow the steps. So I learned this is if you have a big dream and you're manifesting something, it's kind of like a puzzle. The puzzle's gonna drop in front of you. And it's your job to figure out how the puzzle pieces all connect. And sometimes it doesn't make sense, but if you give yourself some time, it'll all start to align. And you have to make sure that you're not only doing the work here, but you're taking action. And that's the key. Yes. That's the scary part. Do the scary things. Hold on one second. You know, and that's where you have the control right? Mm -hmm. Because people can sit and dream about their future Mm -hmm. for years and never really take a step to do it. I was just uh, chatting with one of uh, our students recently and it's the thing that I say the number one most regret that everyone I talk to that takes that step to be an entrepreneur or do something they've always wanted to do is that they waited so long to get started. And again, that's the same thing Mm -hmm. Uh, she was explaining this morning. You know, I've finally have done it and I love what I'm doing and I, my only regret is I didn't do it sooner yeah. and and that really you know life is marching forward like it doesn't stop mm-hmm. for anyone and mm-hmm. so you know if you're thinking about doing anything you got to sort of change your mindset right everything starts right up here 100% and it's interesting that you say that too about you know starting earlier um, because we sometimes we get so caught up and I'll do it tomorrow I'll do it next month. I'll do it. And say, I'll do it. That's what I'll do. I'll do that next year. Tomorrow is never guaranteed. Or it never comes, actually. Yeah. Because it's always today. 100%. <laughs> and so I think that, you know, and, and there's that saying, forgive me if I say this wrong, but let's say you envision your life in 10 years from now. Even if it takes 10 years to get to that point, wouldn't you rather start now and work towards whatever that mark is in 10 years? Or, I mean, it's gonna pa- the time's going to pass anyways. You right. might as well do the things that you're super passionate about um, because that fuels you. I'm a big believer in fuel. The more you fuel the things that make you happy, I'm also a big believer in, like, what makes you happy. That's mm-hmm. your purpose. You need to do more of those things because it's going to fuel you to keep going. Right, right. So, to start. <laughs> So I know and I've heard that you're quite the crafter. Mm. And so can you tell me a little bit about sort of your, that crafty side of you, the artsy side? Because you have this empowerment side, Mm -hmm. you have this bright shining light, um, all this motivation, and uh, and then you have this little talent. Tell us about that. So I'll kind of give the backstory about how I started on this. Um, A couple years ago I hit like a pretty hard point in my life. You know, people were falling out of my life and I was questioning, like, why did this all happen? And so I started to realize that I was putting my happiness in other people's hands. And I had told myself, I need to start doing the things that make me happy. And one of those things is being creative. And for me, there's so many different sides of creativity. Um, I love it all. But one that I found the most, I upcycle furniture. Um, Do you say upcycle? Upcycle. 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 So it's not recycle. Upcycle. Upcycle. I like upcycle. I well, so define upcycle. Upcycle would be if you had a kitchen table that was really sad. I have one. 
Hey. Okay. Well, <laughs> next next time we get together, yes, I'll have my kitchen table in the room. Yes. Okay. So um, let's say your table is sad. Mm-hmm. Well, let me make it happy. Let me brighten it up. Okay. So let me upcycle that. So um, I'll have a vision. Um, I get inspired. I'm, I'm a big Pinterest girl. Um, I most DIY crafters are. And so I'll find things that inspire me on there and then I'll try to recreate it but put my own spin on it. And mm-hmm. so, um, for instance, what was the first piece I did? Oh, my mom gave me... I'm also like, I love design. I love creating really fun spaces. So my mom gave me this photo table just for like put some photos on. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I was like, this does not match my house. So let me try to make it match. So I went out and I bought um, some Annie Sloan chalk paint. Big fan of Annie Sloan. And I completely redid the whole thing. And now my mom comes over and she's like, when did you get this table? And I was like, mom, that's the table you gave me. Wow. And she's like, no, it's not. So she like did not believe me for a long time. And I'm like, yes. And then she noticed the knobs. So, I mean, I'll go to um, the local flea market and um, I'll find furniture that's just like sad and it just needs, it needs some love and I'll find them for like 20 bucks Mm -hmm. and then I'll upcycle them and I'll put some like really cute drawer liners in them and so I started chalk painting and I started selling them and so people have these one of a kind pieces in their home and for me it's also really cool because I just created a story piece for somebody to Mm -hmm. tell a story about who did that, you know, what did it look like before, Um, so it's, it's a big part of what made me, it, that's what fuels me. So whenever I feel myself out of alignment, I go and I do my chalk paint thing and um, I just love creating a vision and transforming pieces. So, And now you're transforming rooms and spaces yes, yes. for events. Yeah, so I even chalk painted, um, so again, the Santa, the Santa bed from the first event that I did um, around Christmas time. I went to the flea market and I took a headboard footboard and I turned it into a bench and then I painted it red and I think I made the Santa bench for under 50 bucks. Mm -hmm. So yeah, little crafter over here. Love that. Love that. You know, I was just, you know, I was just thinking too recently that um, times are really changing Mm -hmm. with the way that technology is evolving, the way new apps are making our lives more efficient or easier. And we're all getting so used to the convenience of things, right? And um, as an event planner, I also think that um, we have to evolve. You know, you have to evolve because as you know, there's that DIY bride who wants to do everything Mm -hmm. on her own. And you sort of have to sort of pivot or acknowledge that sort of trend Mm. and you know you can't beat them join them sort of a Mm -hmm. mantra right Mm -hmm. so you sort of have to start strategizing well you you know that that DIY bride is out there but maybe in your case you would attract a bride a DIY bride because you have this skill set of transforming antique furniture pieces into stories Mm -hmm. that are very personal to that person and wouldn't it make it even more personal to a bride if she learned how to do what you learned how to do mm-hmm. for her own space yes. or transformation of her own wedding? And yeah. so I think as, as event planners, you also have to be a business strategist mm-hmm. in regards to what are your strengths and your skill sets and how do they align with where the market is going? Yeah, 100%. You know? So even doing that, you know, doing DIY, mm-hmm. anything with chalk paint could attract you 
to that DIY bride you would never have gotten before mm -hmm. because she's going to do it herself, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Um, and of course, that leads you into building a bond and building rapport yeah. and being best buds yeah. and helping her with all the other 100%. things. So I think, you know, so, and the reason I brought that up is because for me, when I work with so many event planners, I look at sort of their businesses as well mm. and how they can sort of evolve or need to evolve based on where they're at. And lately, I really feel like you need to have some skills. And, you know, a long time ago, because, you know, I've been doing this for 20 years, I was, you know, we used to say, well, you're an event planner, you're coordinating, you're the conductor of the orchestra, you don't have to play all the instruments, you just have to know how to conduct them mm -hmm. all. And that is still true for many. But I think it's important to still have something in your back pocket, mm -hmm. something that is a skill set that you have. And if you're a crafter, then perfect, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Pick what it is that you love to do and really make that into, maybe it's invitations. You know, yeah, there's a lot yeah. of invitation people. I mean, maybe you're an event planner who loves to DJ, you know, go DJ. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I think that we're moving into a time where having a skill set, in addition to having the knowledge and the project management organizational skill set, along with the knowing of everyone in the industry and having your team put together all the things that an event planner needs to know is sort of that extra thing that would help you attract mm -hmm. maybe a new type of client that you wouldn't have gotten before yeah. you know 100% and it's interesting that you say that because um, I think that's a big reason why I do what I do um, because it is a skill set but we're also coming into an age where people want to be original. Yes. They they don't want what everybody else has. Yeah. They want the next best thing. And so for me, every single piece that I do is original. I change unique. out the knobs. It's unique. One of a kind. 100%. And right. so I'll never do the same project twice. Even if I tried, it would never come out that way. Um, and so I think that that's, that's a big one for me because I'm giving people and brides um, something that's very unique and then allowing them the space to even take that home with them mm -hmm. um creating heirlooms for them yes 100 percent. Mm -hmm. so um there's so much so much to be said about about having having a skill set like that um because you're providing more than just here let me put together an awesome event for you but let me give you something that you've never seen before true true and that's if you lead as an event planner i think you might even look at the other side of letting your skill lead mm. because you know if you're if you're putting out something that's unique and an heirloom and I'm that DIY person on Pinterest and I'm seeing all these images of this beautiful chest or something mm. a chair or something that you've made you know nowadays the whole game in marketing is content mm -hmm. right so if you're putting out beautiful images of your work that might actually be what attracts you to that client first, and then you say, this is what I do, yeah. you know, versus the other way around. And so I think if you have a craft or a skill set in a craft, that if you're not using it in that way, you're not marketing that skill set as your leader mm -hmm. in maybe attracting that DIY client that shouldn't really be a DIY because, mm -hmm. you know, we all know we shouldn't be planning our own <laughs> events. <laughs> At least plan them, but not on the day of we all know we need someone there to run the show, right? right. So uh, from a strategic standpoint, I think not only having that skill, but also marketing that skill mm -hmm. and letting the skill lead mm -hmm. 
the way with your content would draw you a new, maybe a new clientele that you wouldn't have before. I love that. And you know what else though? It's a woo. It's not a, it's, it's not a, a pushy sales. They want what you have, mm -hmm. so you're wooing them mm -hmm. by your craft and your mm -hmm. talent, mm -hmm. and that gives you that opportunity to build a relationship yes. with them. Right? Yes, yes, I love that. What are some other craft, crafty things you think event planners should be doing? I mean, I mean, you're doing these this furniture stuff. What are some of the things that you see in the industry that might be opportunities for others to maybe think about what they're good at and yeah. as far as a skill set? I think that if you're an event planner, what's your favorite part about an event? Think right. about that. True. What's your favorite thing that you love and then how can you make it your own? And I think that's that's kind of like right now I'm learning how to do like the flower walls because I think mm -hmm. they're beautiful. So I'm thinking to myself, how can I take this to another level? How can I put my own spin on this? And I think that um, number one, trust yourself. The creative process is interesting because you have this great idea. And then halfway through, you're like, this is a horrible idea. <laughs> um, but when you keep going and you trust yourself, um, it turns out exactly how it's supposed to be. And it's no matter what, it's it's a masterpiece because you created that. It started here. You're, you're taking it out. So I think that if it's, you know, a, the, the, the buffet part of it, if it's the food, how can you present that in a more beautiful way or um, authentic whether that's, you know, a candy bar, a donut bar, um, what chairs do you have, like, surrounding that? How can you, how can you take that to another level? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm always, I'm always that person's like, how can I do that bigger? Um, and so that's just kind of, uh, I would just say pick your favorite part and start right, there right. and see how you can put your own spin on it. Yeah, from a design perspective too, you want to maybe even walk through the whole event experience. So is it something with the entrance, like you yes. said, a candy bar, maybe you want to specialize in candy mm -hmm. bars, mm -hmm. or some sort of art installation, mm -hmm. like you even just mentioned the flower wall, which I didn't know that, so yeah. I can't wait to see yeah, your next I'm project. <laughs> maybe we'll have to do one. Yes, I'm about <laughs> it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I think you know what'll be fun is maybe we could uh, follow this up with yes. some other DIY crafting things, and maybe maybe for those that haven't really thought about a craft or a skill set mm -hmm. that they could embrace as part of their uh, business model. Mm -hmm. um, and and the other part that I don't want to leave out is is you know content in the making of that DIY project, not just putting it out the finished product. But actually, the whole journey to get there mm -hmm. is more content mm -hmm. that you could add to your content marketing strategy mm -hmm. as an event planner, right? 100%. On what you're doing and behind the scenes and putting that out there as yep. well. And so because that's the name of the game nowadays, right? Mm -hmm. Putting out content, I think this really helps come up with, well, what are we going to do? Yeah. You know, what could I do? Yeah. You know. And it, it's interesting because I didn't know who Leah Williams was. Mm -hmm. um, and if those of you who don't know who she is, go check her out. Um, her stuff is amazing. But I found her through Lovejevity, mm -hmm. and I started watching um, some of her videos. She probably doesn't even know who I am, so yes, <laughs> I lurk you. Um, but I started following her, and she does these, she shows you how she does these beautiful, beautiful floral, floral bouquets. And so I kept telling myself, I want to find an opportunity to, to do something like that. Um, 
because again, I work for a corporate company and so I'm trying to integrate more of my style into the corporate side of things and I finally had a, had a chance to do it. And so I was so grateful that she had posted that content about how to do that because that then helped me. And so I love that piece because you're inspiring more event planners and then you're even opening a door for them for another business. So yeah, I love that. I love it too. I love Leah. She's oh, awesome. So inspiring. She's awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming in today. Thank it was you for really great me. to hear all about your journey, and we will stay tuned to hear yes. more f- of what's to come. And uh, thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much.